All right. Thank you for joining us tonight for our next session of our Fate of Midgard game. Uh, I am your game master, Porter, and uh, my players tonight are Aaron and Tiffany, and we also have a special guest this evening, Brendan, who's going to be joining us for one or maybe two sessions for funsies. So uh, welcome to the party, Brendan. Hello. Thank you. Awesome. So, uh, Aaron, do you want to go ahead and remind us who you are playing? Hi, I play Eleanor Westergaard, and she is an infiltrating, glamorous diplomatic sorceress, and her trouble is venom in my veins. Um, my other aspects are fantastical facades, Westergaard blood legacy, and Hunter on a 250-year sabbatical, and then my gear aspect is his dagger. Awesome. And Tiffany, go ahead and remind us who you are playing. I am playing Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric, earthen enchantress. Her trouble is anything for a deal. And her aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist, hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the things and has two gear aspects, the Earth Song Pendant and the Staff of Four Seasons. Excellent. And, uh, Brendan, we will have you introduce your character when we meet him a little bit later tonight. Um, so before we jump in, uh, Aaron and Tiffany, do you want to, why don't we do a quick recap of what you remember from our last, from our last game, which we did record! Yay! <laughs> yes! <laughs> we, um, handedly sought out Hephaest Ring Hef, yes, oh, yes, and, uh, we, we cornered him, we questioned him, we sniffed out that something was fishy about his... You guys were kind of awesome. But unfortunately, we, we sniffed up the wrong... <laughs> we did! ...into the wrong room. And we ended up finding Rahid. Right, that was his name. Yep, so Rahid. The the yep. And we found him all tied up in a bunch of that. Poop. <laughs> yeah, it was gross. And unfortunately, our point of finding Rahid was finding the necklace, and uh, we found him, and by the time we got Rahid unbound, it was, he's getting away! He's the one that has it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in a daring high-speed chase, we now have... On a magic carpet. Us. Right, yes. High-speed mm -hmm. chase on the carpet. That was pretty uh, awesome. We now have Festering Hat at our disposal. I thought we let him you, go. Yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought we got the necklace from him, and then we, like, sent him packing. That is correct, yes. We ended oh, yeah, with you guys. Oh, right that's right. No, we, we nope. don't have anyone. Nope, you guys are all done. You have you have recovered the uh, the Grimalkin eye, and... Uh, because when we saw Festering Hat, we, like, had to leave, and so we yes. just left... That's right! Right yeah. on the, uh, the rooftop. On a rooftop, yeah. Then we cruised down, grabbed Hef. Tackled him. Yeah. Got angry at him, took the necklace, yeah. and and that was it. Yeah. So yeah, so you guys have you have recovered the Grimalkin eye. Yeah, you are now in possession of of one of the most sought after artifacts in all of Perbastet. We should try it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's your instinct. <laughs> we should see what happens. <laughs> we gotta ditch this thing. We we got into this whole trouble because we were carrying cargo that was too precious for the people to know we have it. Wow, that's a very astute point. And now, <laughs> and now we're in the town where this shit is native, and we want to 
mess with it? I don't think so. No. So, so what are you? What are you? What, you, you have kind of two major options in front of you of what to do with this thing. Okay, so you have it, two offers on the table. So, is it what? What point of the day is it? Um, it is now getting into. We'll say it is uh, not yet nighttime, but it is twilight. And we're on the carpet. Yep. Yep. And so we can either take it back to Hakan or Henna. And so we keep it on, and we run away. You that is that is a viable option. Keep it and run well, away. I guess we could always take it back to the temple too. High Priestess Nefrini did not seem in love with the idea of the likes of Henna running around with this artifact. However, Nefrini doesn't know what you need. Remember what was at the source of all this was getting to. Um, oh yeah, we got to remember like the actual point of all this. Yes, this the the the, the ultimate reason here was that. Hena knows the house of Kojima. Right. But, the legend of Kojima. But, um, Hakan, he, Hakan said he would figure it out for us if we got the eye. And he would pay you. Oh. Yeah. Okay, can yeah, we, but I think we should just try it out once and then we'll give it to Hakan. <laughs> but see, here's the thing money can't necessarily buy us the information because if people don't know where. Know anything about Kojima? Then we're rich and stranded. But but Hakan so, said he would figure it out. He said that he would pay us and he would tell us the location. Okay, so how do we prove that? He, so this is like Spy One Hundred One. Is like how do we know that the information, the intel he gives us, is good? We use a fate point. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so I let's. I am an infiltrator. I'm gonna let's say that the two of you, because there's a lot of decision making going on, and uh, yeah, trying right. to do that while piloting the carpet yeah. is a very bad thing. We're like drunk. And so, yeah. <laughs> so you two touch down, and you are um, discussing because this is valid discussion. Eleanor definitely wants to go back to the knoll and get the money, and I. Want to test it out? I just want to see what it does. Yeah, I think we have to go with the we have to go with the more reliable intel, and we have to go with the more trustworthy source. Noel as he is, and disgusting as his little, you know, palace of gluttony was. Um, I think we got to go with it because I think it's more reliable. I think he comes by his offer honestly. And so I think that that's what we have to go by. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about maybe just like seeing what it does? So I at think, this moment, okay. <laughs> at this moment, um, out of the uh, out of the the corner of your your eye, um, Eleanor, you notice a kobold kind of peeking around a corner of a of a of an alleyway, watching you guys, mm. and you realize that. This guy was watching you earlier today, too. Oh, no. Mira. You have a shadow. Do not turn around. Right, just keep looking natural. But I see we have a little friend. And then, <laughs> and then, you see two humanoids appear behind him in the alley and suddenly grab him and start spider climbing up a wall. You know oh, no. two vampires when you see them. Oh, <gasps> Mira! Uh, it, wait, wait, I look around. 
Where are we? Are we in the... Uh, you are not in the hunt. <gasps> you are not in the vampire hunting grounds, but you just saw two vampires grab a kobold, and Eleanor, as a hunter on sabbatical, you, or also because of your Westergaard blood legacy, you cannot, in oh. good conscience, allow a humanoid of any kind to become vampire food on your watch. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm offering you a compel that this is something that you have to intervene in when you see it. Okay. <laughs> take that fate point. That is pretty valuable. That's the only fate point between us. No, no, we got reset. Oh, yes. This is you guys Guess get a what? refresh from last time. Yeah, lots of fate points. Yes, fill up yeah. your fate yes. point. Drop the fate point. That was an enormous uh, action session last time, and uh, tonight's <laughs> yeah, kind of seven fate points. Too. We're gonna do really. We can do all kinds of fun awesome stuff. Awesome shit tonight. <laughs> so. um... So yes, you uh, the terms of the compel is you, you must intervene okay. in the kobold becoming a vampire. So snack. we are chatting about what to do with this little thing. Yes. And then all of a sudden we see this. Mira, did you see that? You told me not to look around. Well, did you, you told me to stay still. You were supposed to look. <laughs> How do we save that poor soul? Uh, right. Let's. Let us take the... They're headed up to a rooftop. You guys have an easy... We're on the easy... carpet. You're on the carpet. You have an easy mode to the rooftop. We go... Yeah! <laughs> I'm with they! And <laughs> just go... <laughs> just kind of do like from a... From a from a standstill, just mm -hmm. a, a sort of up Ooh. and over the, the roof. And... So you swoop around and, and uh, plop down on the roof, and you, right about the same time, the two vampires crest the rooftop, and... Uh, one of them is holding, hold, has a kind of one hand around the kobold's waist, the other, and his other hand kind of clamped down on his little draconic snout. Um, so, Brendan, would you like to, uh, tell us what, uh, what this kobold looks like? Yeah. So, this is a, um, more of a dragon-y looking kobold, uh, than a, uh, rat looking kobold. So a, a, a darker skin, uh, more dark rust colored mm -hmm. with bright green eyes. Uh, and this kobold isn't currently wielding any weapons or anything. Uh, and uh, you see sort of a light brown leather jerkin and several satchels. Um, that are overflowing with just a couple of things. Awesome. So uh, the the other vampire who is not holding the kobold turns to look at you, and uh, they are uh, they both have the the form of well one the the one holding the kobold looks like a dark skinned human uh, male, and then the other one looks like a dark skinned male dwarf. Um, who's had his head completely shaved except for a top knot coming off, uh, coming out of the center of his, his, uh, his head and then has a black beard that is braided, um, into a lot of little thin braids that have big thick beads at the bottom. Um, and the, uh, the human one is, has long, uh, 
has long hair that is uh, kind of straight and just kind of pulled back into a loose ponytail and is clean shaven. So that's what the the two of them look like. The dwarf vampire looks at the two of you and says, if you know what's good for you, get out of here. Unhand that kobold if you know what's good for you. The two of them laugh. Pull out my dagger. There the pretty is. lady has a knife. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm reaching back and I'm tightening my grip on my staff. The uh, the dwarf co- the dwarf vampire um, does a a vampire uh, a vampire flourish of fangs and claws, and then he charges at the two of you. Charges? Oh yeah. So he's coming. So this at this point we are in initiative. So. Um, give me, uh, give me a roll with your fast. Plus four. Ooh, she's going first. All right. Mira, <laughs> I zero. You, you get, you, he is, he is just starting to run at you and you have initiative. Okay. Um, well, I, I want to, uh, channel what, Little I know of vampires and that they're not super wild about the sun and I'm going to use the staff of four season to channel the sun's power because it is summer and I want to channel the sun's power and blast them back with a big old fireball. Oh dang. That's right. That does get to do fireball. It sure does. So if I'm using my stuns, that cost a fade point, or because I'm attuned at the moment because it is summer. Um, can you reread me the stunt text? I don't remember quite what we wrote on that. Yes, it is attuned to the current season. Change the season for free. Yep. Um, by spending ten minutes. Um, once reattuned, once per scene, you may make a ranged attack with brutal up to one's own way that matches the attuned season. These attacks are made at heroic scale. Uh, there's the, once, the special stunts, yeah. The, yeah, and then once per session, use one of the following abilities that corresponds to the team season. Okay, so once per session, so this is a once per session power. Um, yeah. Cool. And then what is the stunt, what is the fireball? Very fireball, make an attack with brutal against every target in a zone up to three zones away without splitting your shifts. So, um... We will say that the, uh, as he started running at you, that he is one zone away from you guys, and then the other vampire and, uh, the kobold are in a, uh, another zone beyond that. Um, so we're basically, we'll just divide this, uh, this rooftop into three, into three simple zones. Uh, so you guys are in zone one, their, uh, dwarf vampire is in zone two, and human vampire and kobold are in zone three. Cool? So you're yes. gonna fireball zone so go ahead and uh, uh, make the attack. Um, so this vampire operates at, at heroic scale as well. So this, the, your scales cancel each other out in this case. So just go ahead and make a, a brutal attack. And Alright. So I don't actually have any that point in brutal, so this will be a pure dice roll. Got it. Plus one. Okay, he has a he has a four. So mm. he 
uh, as you hit, as you shoot the fireball, it lands right at his feet. He sees it coming and he leaps into the air, um, and it explodes beneath him. And he's definitely like, he definitely is singed by it, but he's not damaged by it. Um, but the, it's, it's pretty cool because the fireball explodes right underneath him and he's riding right along the top and then he falls down, um, and, uh, touches down on the ground and, uh, looks like he's, he's ready to come at you. Um, so it is now his turn. Um, wait, no, actually, sorry. Popcorn initiative. So, um, we actually, this is our first conflict. So for our, uh, we're rolling initiative is basically just for who goes first and then after that, uh, you get to choose who takes the next turn. Um, That's right. And that the thing to be aware of is that if you let your enemies end up with the last turn, then they get to choose who starts the next round, potentially creating, you know, loops. Um, same thing for you, though. So just be aware. That's kind of where the strategy sits. Is Yeah. But it also lets you sort of stack stuff. So, so whose turn yeah. is it, Mira? I think I'm going to let him react to me so that Eleanor can react and uh, pick up where my fireball fails. <laughs> okay, so um, Vampire is going to charge at us. So you threw the fireball, Mira, but Eleanor, I feel like you're standing in front. Mm-hmm. So he's coming, he's going to come charge at you and try to make a... a uh, make a slash. So he has a plus two with heroic scale, and so that will make a plus three against you. Okay. So you can, uh, how, how, so he's coming at you with a, with a claw. How do you, uh, how do you want to try and defend? Uh, I think I'm going to try to dodge out of the way. So that would be fast. So he has a net one on the dice. I have a two. So that gives him, <laughs> so he has a plus three. Oh no. Um, so that gives them a total of four. What's your total? Uh, two. Okay. <laughs> I got so, one on the dice and I have a plus one, so that is two. Kay. So he, as, as you try to, uh, as you try to dodge, he actually, uh, sees it coming and, oh, you want to do something with it? Well, is he going to hit me? So right now, oh, okay, so yes, right now he is going to hit you with a, sh- with a, uh, with two shifts of stress if you don't do anything. Would you like to spend fate points yeah. to change that out then? I'm going to use my fate point. Okay. Because I want to invoke my, I don't know if we're calling it thirsty, the... but my venom in my veins. Oh, you want to use, are, are you trying, so are you wanting to invoke venom in your veins for a plus two bonus, or do you want to spend, uh, a, do you actually want to use your thirsty stunt? And? Um, I'm going to save the stunt. I'm going to use venom in yep. my veins. To have uh, better reflexes. Yeah, so that gives you a plus two to your roll. Okay. Um, which would put you at a tie. Okay. Which would mean he does not hit you, okay. but he'll get a boost. Okay. You good with that? I I think so. Okay. I am not going to spend more fate points against you for that. I'm okay. going to let that stand. So, okay. I'll take that fate point. He takes a, a high swipe at your at your shoulder. And you dip back, and it grazes over you, but you're uh, stumbling. And that, so he gets a boost for the next round of you stumbling. Mm, okay. 
Okay? All right, so it is now. He's actually going to uh, pass the turn over to his other comrade, who's going to drop the kobold, because the kobold is is uh, not deemed as being a significant player in this scenario. So he drops the kobold, and then he will uh, move the next, move forward one zone into the zone where the uh, other one was. So he's now in zone two. The kobold is in zone three. The first vampire is in zone one with the two of you. So now, Eleanor, your turn. I think I'm going to, so the, the first vampire is biased. Yes, he is in your face. Okay, well, I'm going to try to stab him. Go for it. That's generally brutal. brutal. That's generally brutal, yes. <laughs> anyway, slice it. Oh, that's such a bad roll. Oh, I didn't use my dice, I used your dice. Oh. <gasps> oh, no, fatal flaw. Betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> re-rolling. Re- spending a fate point. What? So, what are you invoking to re-roll? Um, bad dice. <laughs> bad dice. Um, I'm gonna invoke venom in my veins because I, I'm feeling my blood start to boil and that I should be able to stop him. Oh, that's much better. Okay, so that is a three plus three. Awesome. So he will... Don't use my dice. Nope, not using your dice. Um, he is at a four. Oh, well, I guess I slice at him and he probably dodges to the side. Do you want to use your thirsty? Sure. Let's use Thirsty. Okay. And does Thirsty give you a plus two and heroic scale, I think? I don't know. We didn't write that down. Oh. Um. I just have Thirsty. <laughs> okay, for, yes, yeah, so it's for each box you, you check, you gain plus two to the action and heroic scale. Oh. So you using heroic scale actually cancels out his heroic scale, which is good. That actually brings him down to a three. Okay. And so you get a plus two. And I have, how many boxes do I have on Thirsty? You have five. Oh boy. So, what was your, oh, you're going. what was your original total? Three. Three. Okay. So now you get plus two to that. Okay. Five. You're at five. And that made his resistance three. So you actually deal two shifts of stress to him. Sweet. So I stab yeah. him. So you stab him and... I hope that he knows that that dagger is a uh, Trigoy. Oh, was that the name of... It's one of the clans up north. Oh, yes, it's yes. Trigoy Vampiric Dagger. <laughs> well, it certainly hurts. And he <laughs> um, he uh, takes that full on and uh, he stumbles backwards and like flops over the edge of the... Uh, and flops at the edge of the the wall and seems like he is in bad bad shape. So now that initiative takes us to the uh to the the uh to the kobold. So Brendan, you are staring at the back of a vampire one zone ahead of you who doesn't think you are at all a threat in this situation. Oh, this is this is so beautiful. Uh, I, I would like to, um, 
to stab him, please. I would like to sneak <laughs> attack him. Yeah, I would say a, a backstab, perhaps. Oh yeah. Oh, right in the back. This is uh, this is a a dream scenario for for a, a a type such as you. Yes, I do that. I want to do that. All right. So, uh, what um, what approach are you make sense for your attack? How are you doing? Uh, this? Yeah. So, um, I think this is a uh, <laughs> this is going to classify as a attack with a light weapon. I'm going to attack him with a single dagger. Um. And I am going to um, presumably be surprising this vampire, uh, which allows me to uh, activate my stunt, which is sneak attack. Yep. Um, now, I don't know if that would necessarily be covert or fast. So under the circumstances, because of the, the fact that you totally kind of, you're kind of getting the drop on him here, you have your choice of you. You can easily justify using covert under these circumstances if you want to. That is entirely up to you. From a mechanical perspective, can I use fast and sneak attack simultaneously? Yes, sneak attack is not dependent on using covert. Um, Beauty. So yes. I'm going to do sneak attack, which is one of my stunts, and then there's actually another stunt, which is single light blade fighting style. Yes. Which is a plus one to attack when I use fast. So I'm going to use a fast approach sneak attack with a single light blade. Rad. So what does that make your total bonus without without um without dice? Uh, without dice, that is a six. Oh, jeez. Okay, yeah, roll your dice. Yeah, so that's uh, an eight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he defends with a three. Um, Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) There's nothing left of him. Um, So, yeah, how do you want to do this? Uh, He is, uh, you're going to totally demolish this vampire. Nice. Tell us what that looks like, my friend. Oh, it's it's a simple maneuver, you see. <laughs> Most people, when they stab at the back, they just go in and out and in and out multiple times. But the trick is to sever the, spi- the spinal cord horizontally. So uh, a quick uh, a quick jab and slice to the side, and they fall over uh, like the strings were cut on the puppet. Sure enough, the the uh, human vampire flops forward like a, a stringless puppet, and behind him you see the kobold with a bloody knife um, in his hand. And uh, he is not as uh, helpless as the vampires clearly thought he was. So that brings us to the top of... Well, actually, Brendan, you, you get to decide who goes next. You are, we're starting the new round, so we are up mm-hmm. to the top of the action. You get to ki- choose who kicks off the next round. Uh, yes. You could choose like yourself, to... I will note. I, I, I would like to very much choose myself, actually. Go, go for <laughs> um, it. So the other vampire is still in zone one. He is right at the edge of the uh, building um, uh, and and uh, looking very sad. Okay. Um, am I in zone three or zone one? Currently? You're in zone two now. I am in zone two. So I can uh, move into zone one and also attack Correct. that? Yes. Okay. Um, perfect. I would like to uh, do that. Cool. Um, <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably not 
a sneak attack at this point. You probably no. saw his comrade flop over um, and see me. I think uh, everybody saw that. <laughs> oh, just <laughs> to clarify on death. just to clarify on sneak attack. So um, for every for mm-hmm. everyone else, um, sneak attack adds uh, a weapon value to his attack, which means um, that if the attack is successful. It does two additional. It adds two additional damage, um, but that's only if the attack is successful. His uh, number was so ludicrously high that I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, making a, a deal about it at the moment. But that is just for everyone understanding what's going on. That's what. Good it is. to know. Yes, that weapon value only applies when your attack is is successful. Uh, okay, but I am still going to fight him with the, uh, with the still bloody knife from his fallen comrade. Yes, um, your light blade fighting style is still, is, is pretty much always active. Great, and I think that this, um, it is still fast. I'm yep. running towards him and, and, uh, getting stabby stabby, uh, which is going to be, well now, hold on, uh, fast three plus one, so that's four plus three is seven. Excellent. Uh, he he has a zero on the dice and and a three resistance, and so he is uh so let's see so that's four shifts. So again, you are going to uh, you are going to finish him off. Um, so he uh, he is laying on his back right over the uh, right at the edge of the building. How do you how do you finish him off? Yeah, so the word surgical comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, a quick leap and a bound and um, and a quick draw of the knife uh, around his jugular. As ju- You know, it's just that little bit of an insult to a vampire, right? <laughs> that they're, they're killed by slicing their throat. Um, <laughs> and his blood drips down into the street below. All right, so that is uh, that is the end of the action there. Um, Eleanor and Mira, what? what well, do you do? dispatch, Master Cobalt. You know your way around a blade. Uh, as she says that, I do one of those like really cool little like knife twirly things, and as I'm sort of twirling it, all of a sudden it uh, the the flashing silver. Uh, just seems to disappear in my hand, and all of a sudden, there's just nothing visible, you know, in my hands at all. Um, Eleanor, at this point, is, like, kind of breathing heavy and trying to compose herself, because um, when she uses that, that thirsty, thirsty yeah. um, the she definitely starts to transform just a little bit more. So it's taking just a little bit longer to kind of calm down from that. Sure. I must say, thank you both for the uh, distraction. I'm not sure I could have handled them otherwise. You seem pretty capable to to our eyes. Uh, who are you? Well met. My name is Yolak. Ah. Very nice to meet you, Yolak. Uh, you, uh, this is not a very safe place for you to be, and how did those vampires find you? Ah, uh, well, 
I don't know how precisely they found me. More pressing question, I suppose, is why would this place be any more dangerous for me than you? You're the one being carried off by vampires. <laughs> Indeed. We all carry some things of value, don't we? Um, we are just passing through. Uh, perhaps we could help you get to where you're going? Ah, uh, yes, indeed. More generosity. I always appreciated all of, all of your kind. Always so giving. Never thinking about what might be taken. Uh, I just kind of look I, at Miro. Like, who is this guy? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, a point of clarification. Where is the necklace itself? What did we just, what uh, did I we have it. do with it? You have it like in a pouch or in your pocket or Yes, like... I have it in like a very like a small sort think of it sort of like a money bag that you mm -hmm. not, not a money bag mm -hmm. but like a like money what is it what are those bags that you like wear in like the airport that has you like hide your stuff in? Like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, not a fanny pack. No, you're not supposed to say that anymore. <laughs> Fantasy um, fanny pack. <laughs> no, it's like you like wear it like under your clothes. It's like a secret secret pocket. Yeah, it's like one of those lanyards. You Point of order: put None in. of the photos you have given me of your character have any room for anything underneath them. Well, not that you can see. <laughs> it's a very, very, I'm pretty very sure very anything pouch. you add ruins the silhouette. This is a it's small necklace. <laughs> I have lots pouch. of little. <laughs> Lots of little secret pouches. It's in. It's a, actually not a small. It's like the size of like a like a plum. Well, it's in. It's in a little zipper pocket yeah, on yeah. the inside. <laughs> but it's on, okay. But it's on your person. Yes. Yes. It but is not visible. It's stashed away, very safe and secure. Do forgive me. I can see that I've perhaps made you unbalanced. I am indeed grateful for your assistance. Then perhaps some assurances of your intentions would go a long way in gratitude. Ah, yes. What can I do to prove such intentions? Can we trust you? <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> Why would you not trust someone as beautiful as I? Can you so I, I'm like, why, why, why did those vampires take you? Ah, uh, who can say? Perhaps they were hungry. But we are not in the hunt. The vampires should we... not be hunting here. Indeed, and you know for certain that those laws are always followed, I presume. Y usually. I, I will, I will add one thing that is semi, somewhat like social context is that the, uh, kobolds are generally viewed as fairly disposable and he came across when you first saw him as a fairly non-threatening um, he probably looked like a helpless target um, until the moment that he took action that's how he looked to you too which is part of what made it so shocking when he um mm -hmm. because he he actually has an aspect of beneath notice he seems oh very cool he seems um, like a very like unassuming. Very unassuming, very to, to ignorable. appear in the crowd. Exactly. They probably thought he was easy pickings, but no one would, would miss. Okay. However, no, so you did see him earlier today. Uh, but sir, 
I do recall that I saw you earlier today. Have you been following us? Well, I have to tell you in truth that I have seen you as well around these parts. Tell me, are you perhaps searching for something specific, something shiny? Um, we are searching for a home, a, a house, perhaps it has a shiny roof. Ah, yes, indeed, I see. You understand that honesty goes both directions, don't you? Yes, we are. Perhaps, perhaps if I had seen you earlier today, I would have seen you in some other contexts as well. Perhaps simply saying that you're looking for a home is not as convincing if someone has been observing. I do not think I need to tell you where we are going. We just saved your life. Um, I do believe that we uh, are owed the common courtesy of uh, telling us the truth. Indeed, and I will give you the truth. The truth is, I am not sure if I would have made it out of that encounter alive without your help. The truth is that we have a very common thing where when our lives are saved, we find ourselves indebted to those who save us. I offer you my services such as they are. Should you ever need help, please feel free to call upon me. Oh. Well, we do have a, a journey ahead of us. We have a jaunt to make meeting with a contact. And perhaps some muscles such as yourself wouldn't be a terrible idea to accompany us through the streets. I look at mm. your muscle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I share, I share. A certain time. <laughs> I share the skepticism, Master Vampire. Muscle is not my uh, dare I say, strong suit. I guess I, it was a compliment. I didn't mean muscle in the physiological sense. I meant in the skilled sense. If you now could offer me. us some protection, then we, we would be very grateful as we have some negotiations to attend to. Negotiations, you say? Please, do tell me, what are you negotiating for? Information. Hmm. How very mysterious. I do love a good mystery. You, you'll understand why I need to confer with my companion here. Of you, course, you please mind. take all the time you need. So... I'm like, I'm doing like a total like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sidebar. We need to like go to the bathroom and have a little chit chat. <laughs> so, Eleanor, I, I know it's not like us to just trust strangers that happened upon us, you know, as we have done thus far since we've been in this godforsaken town, but it's a very odd puzzle. That may be probably his most, most trustworthy quality. He's not like other kobolds. Perhaps, yes, he just speaks so well. And you remember that kobold that took us to the knoll? He was... Hardly. I, 
I hardly find his eloquence and handedness with a blade against him. I'd say that he would make a suitable escort and possibly reinforcements should we not get what we need from Hakan. He could be the protector of this very valuable item, which Hakan obviously wants. I do not and think we can tell him that we have the eye. I'm fairly sure. He knows we're looking for it, and we wouldn't be going back to where he saw us earlier unless we had it. Yes, but we don't need to tell him. We just don't need to tell him. Okay. So shall we go back to Hakan and bring Yolak along with us? For can, can reinforcement. Carpet, can the carpet carry all of us? What's this question for you? They, it cannot carry you. Yeah, well, he's pretty, he's pretty light. He's pretty little. Um, you know what? I will say yes, but it moves slowly mm-hmm. and somewhat awkwardly, but it can. Um, so we would end up, if we flew, we would end up at Hakan's by night, by dark. Maybe they stay there for the night. Um, something else that could be helpful is that if he is a little unassuming, then maybe people won't view him as a threat. I mean, that the, uh, the vampires certainly made that fatal mistake. Alright, I say that we, he can come, but if there's any funny business at all, Mm-mm. He will go bye-bye. <laughs> uh, Yolak. Yes. We have some business dealings uh, to attend to, and we would be grateful for your company. Um, um, just... can I, may I ask a, a brief inter-question inter from the dungeon master? Yes, of course. Uh, can I do a quick covert approach to see if I overheard their musings? I think that is totally valid. Yes. Go right ahead. Let's say, let's say, um, difficulty, uh, difficulty two. Okay. I tie. Okay. So you, uh, you, you got, let's say that you got the, uh, from the visuals, you weren't able to really hear anything, but you were able to pick up the general the general um, sentiment from their body language. So no specific information from it, but you were able to kind of get the 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 distrust, the concern, the the yeah, maybe we should kind of that the the, the sentiments that, that that passed through the conversation. Okay. Yeah, like we would we would be appreciative if you would accompany us to our um, our rendezvous uh, with our contact. Um, would you care for a ride? As I like gesture with like a nonchalant wave of the hand uh, to the carpet. Of course I will be willing to accompany you. As I said before, my services are yours should you but request them. All that I say is that I understand your hesitance to trust me. And if there's any real way that I can prove to you that I don't mean to double-cross you, uh, of course, I'd 
be more than happy to demonstrate that. If we were to have, hypothetically, an item of value. I'm giving you uh, a look. <laughs> <laughs> you said don't tell them we had it. We could have a whole lot of gold. We could have weapons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So Tiffany, Tiffany, um, I feel like you're wanting to make a deal here of some kind with this guy. I want some kind of like gesture of faith. I want, to, I want to know if he's gonna like backstab us and like rob us blind, like on the way. I, I have a feeling that he won't, but I don't know that he won't. So it might, it might just help, like as a little, uh, out of game context for a moment. I frequently backstab Tiffany in RPGs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so. A habit of mine. When yeah. Brennan says, no, I won't backstab you in any way. I'm like, mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, totally. uh, do carry on. I'm loving it. <laughs> so he's going to backstab. This is what you're saying to me. This is, this is not a judgment of Yolak. This is a judgment of Brendan. Not, not a judgment in like the judgment per se, just a just a judgment, a, just a judgment, repudiation. Maybe I should this have is, given you a paladin instead. <laughs> I mean, kobolds. Yeah, I'm definitely distrusting. Well. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't mean I didn't mean to interrupt your monologue. I just I, I felt compelled. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, so Tiffany's Tiffany. gonna make a deal. I, a deal. Amir, I was yes. gonna say it sealed. It sounds like you're trying to get him to put some cards on the table, and a key thing in making deals is putting your own cards on the table. If you that's sort of where I'm at. If you wanted to uh, oh. spill some information, I'll put, I'll give you a fate point for it. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I mean, that's where I'm going. Like I. I can tell you want to go. Illinois going to be yeah. angry. I, yes, I think that's I know, the outcome. I know, I know, and I don't want to betray my friend. And I'm looking at Eleanor, just like I can't. Not like I need. My eyes start to go a little red, <laughs> just a little. Looking yeah, you're you. already thirsty. This is really bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the rage. Mira, are we going to get on the carpet? Are we going? We are going, and we are going. The, everything is going to go smoothly, exactly as we have intended. We just have an, we have an extra passenger and possible, uh, enforcer should Hakan not hold up his end of the deal. Right. Now, Yola, this is your last chance to ingratiate yourself before our ride through the air high atop the city. All those lonely. Um, what of our business dealings are you familiar with given your recent observations? So you said. Eleanor Westergaard and Mira Barkridge, I know practically everything about all of your recent exploits. I know that you two are on a great series of quests to obtain ever-increasing items of value. I know that you uh, captured the Grimalkin Eye, and it currently exists 
on Eleanor's person. But it is not my goal to take this treasure from you. As I've said, you have saved my life, and I am now honor-bound to protect yours. I shoot Mira well, a look. Well, that's the assurance I need. Let's go. <laughs> Just a moment. How? How do you know our names? I've been watching you for quite some time. Truth be told, I've also been seeking out the Grimalkin Eye. I've always seemingly been about ten steps uh, behind you, if you will. Do you know how it works? I confess, I don't know all of the intricacies of the Grimalkin Eye. However, I would love to learn if you would care to demonstrate. We have not tried it, but I would ah. like to. <laughs> Indeed. Had I received the Grimalkin Eye before you, I must admit that I would have tried it before returning it. Returning it? Oh, to my personal collection. All right, I'm satisfied. Your luck, you may climb aboard the carpet. Again, I appreciate your kind generosity. All right, friends. So, where are you going? Where do you want to go? <laughs> I think we're going to Hakan's. I think that's what we decided. Although, I yeah. really want to test out the Grimalk and I. I'm just curious what it does. So, there are cats everywhere. It would not be hard if you wanted to pull it out. Okay, and... as we're going along on the carpet, I kind of did. Okay, so you figuring it out is probably going to take like a fairly concentrated effort. Doing that from the carpet would be exceptionally dangerous. Mm. Can we just do it here? Yeah, you can do it from... There's cats, like, you can see a cat down, like, this isn't that tall of a building. Before we leave, let's just, let's, you know, let's just, let's just have a little fun. Just a little tiny bit. Let's just see what happens. Eleanor, fun only. I, personally, I'm having a moral challenge with uh, removing agency or free will from any living creature. Um... So if any harm befalls any creature that you end up controlling, <laughs> we're going um, to have a problem. I I wonder if I might be able to spend a fate point to invoke one of my aspects. So I don't think I've necessarily said what my aspects are yet. You haven't. And I wonder if, uh, I mean, should we do that? It sounded like the other two characters did that. Yeah, go for it. I think, it, or I if, think we, the... if we want to maintain some secrecy or. At this point, I think it's okay to go ahead and, and reveal what you're comfy with. Okay, cool. So, um, hi, my name's Yolak. Um, <laughs> I am a, uh, slippery cobalt treasure hunter. Um, my three aspects are getting in is no problem, getting out, <laughs> uh, my second aspect is beneath notice, uh, we've already talked about this one a little bit, and that is, uh, sort of more relative to the race of kobolds, or generally second class citizens, um, but my third aspect is an eye for antiques. Um, and that is the one that I'd like to try and invoke by spending one of my fate points um, to see if I can um, notice any similarities between the Grimalkin Eye and other uh, antiquities that I've collected in my treasure hunting. 
Uh, definitely. So you, so do you pull, do you pull the eye out? So to, to use it, do I have to pull it out? Absolutely. To look at it? Okay. Yes, I pull it out. Um, so a, a, a spherical stone with a Ooh. very distinct cat's eye, um, <coughs> sort of dark spot and a, ser- and a series of markings around it with a mount on the top that connects to a chain meant to be worn obviously as a necklace. So Brendan, this is, this definitely you recognize a, uh, the, the era seems very familiar to you. Um, it's really old. This falls into, into definitely like ancient history. This region is really, really old. Um, but it's definitely, you have seen other stuff of a similar, um, similar age and style. And in terms of getting attuned to it, um, very likely spent, you probably have to spend time sort of gazing into it and, uh, uh pro- probably gazing into the eye itself and sort of letting yourself sink into it. Would this fall into one of those items that you have to attune to and only one person can attune to it at a time and you can only attune to one object at a time? So you can, you can be attuned to multiple items. They just take a, a tuning, puts it, adds it as an aspect on your person, on your character sheet, which you only have oh, so right, many right, aspects right. of. What a tuning does is it lets you, um, it gives you access to the full suite of stunts for the item and Without attuning to an item, you can still use its um, abilities, but it requires a fate point. Under these circumstances, I'm going to let you basically spend time creating an advantage on it, and you spend those invokes to use it. It's a kind of basically a slow method of of build. You're essentially building up a fate point to then use. Normally, it require it would require a fate point to to activate the item that you're if you're not attuned to it. Mistress Westercard, I have to tell you, upon seeing this artifact at this uh, close distance, I can tell you with quite uh, quite certain uh, quite quite high degrees of certainty that this is truly an ancient artifact. This is one of the oldest ones I've ever encountered. This artifact is of a powerful magic. One cannot simply use this artifact as one would use so many other magical tools at your disposal. This will take hours or days in order to fully grasp the depths of its power. We don't have hours, so perhaps we shall wait. Also, to just try it out on just a stray street path, I think it will be fine. Of course, as you wish. Okay, so you're gonna try and. Alright, so I'll, I'll, we'll let you yeah. do a. There's like a cat down there, and I just mm-hmm. wanna see what it feels like to see if I can get the cat to just walk over into a different. So, uh, in order to create an advantage on this, to, to, to give you a, a light attunement, basically, mm-hmm. do a, you need to do a focus check. Okay. And difficulty is two. I have just um, a one. Okay, so um, when you try, so as you as you stare into the eye, you feel yourself sinking into it, and you can you can feel it like making you can feel yourself almost making contact with it, 
and you hear voices of 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 cats and you realize that you're actually hearing the voices of all the different little cats down in the street below and but it, it, it then slips out of your your grasp mm. and flies away and you, and you find you, you feel like you just get ejected from the eye and then all the cats in the street suddenly start like wandering like there's a distinct moment and all the cats within like a fairly decent radius all like change the way they're walking and start stumbling a little bit and like they seem very like confused for about a minute oh wow oh yes i i can i i see what you mean this definitely will will take some time to get used to um i i think that's enough for now and she just slips it very discreetly back into the little pocket that it was in what would you like to do Heading to Khan. Although I don't know if I'm gonna give it to Hakan. <laughs> Can we keep it? We could perhaps make a convincing case that something greater could be done with it than simply returning it to his possession. But ultimately we need to find out if he has what we need. If he has the information we're looking for, then we have a place to bargain from. But if he doesn't have it, if he wasn't able to turn up anything regarding Kajima's whereabouts or her home, then take this Grimalk and I back to Henna. We can find the find any other source of information. I think we need to see what he brings to the table, see what we need to do in return. I think that is a good idea. Let's go. So you guys head out and you go uh, touchdown um, nearby Hakan's place. And you uh you're at a small crossroads or you're you're coming up onto a small crossroads and you actually see both up at the at the the intersection ahead you see Hannah leaning against a a large lion statue and you also see um Hakan comes strolling out into the square oh, no. and he's <laughs> And he's just sort of twirling a giant haunch of meat, and then he sort of twirls, and then he takes a big rip out of it and chews at it, and he's just sort of, and he tears a little piece off, and he throws it at a at a, what you realize is a nearby cage, and you hear a big growl coming from the cage. Um, you can't quite see what's in the cage. If you all would go to our Roll20 map, so you guys are in a street to the north, Hannah is in the, the zone with the lion statue. There's a zone with a cage that you are that you now presume is full is full of hungry lions. Mm. Hakan is in the other zone with a is in another zone with a lion statue. And the the street that goes to the east, Hakan's <clears throat> house is like right right just beyond that. Just off of the map. That way. So you're really close to his house. And you see so Hakan and Hannah are there in the intersection and you can both from your spot just up the street you can see them both and they're both just kind of glaring at each other oh so they are making eye contact oh. they do they are looking at each other oh absolutely there. well as you guys touch down hakan sees you and uh, he he waves up the street jovially <laughs> welcome I'm so glad to see you. I actually wasn't sure that you were coming. One of my, one of my, one of my men just told me that 
henna was out here. And I came out to give her my, give her my greetings. He takes a big old bite out of the haunch of meat. And so you meet. I, <laughs> I couldn't pass up the opportunity to see her. And she's just glaring at him, like not saying a word from her little perch by the lion statue. And you were her friend, so I think you could chat with her. <laughs> Hannah! So fancy seeing you here. She smiles charmingly. And it's so lovely to see you too, darling. How was your day, Ben? We have uh, seen and done many things. Um, uh, we've met a lot of people. And uh, we've, we've met Hakan here. And... I, I hope we're not coming upon anything between you. I hope that, you know, we're this is, we're not interrupting anything. Oh, not at all. I'm actually here to see. I'm actually here to see you. He's just being nosy. She glares at him. How did you know we'd be here? Oh, my God. She, we, she, she kind of pats her on the cheek. I have eyes and ears everywhere. <laughs> of course you do. Everybody in the city seems to. <laughs> You're the only people who don't know where everyone else and what everyone's doing. <laughs> They're all a lot of busybodies. They are. You two made quite the ruckus today. I'm so proud of you. Tell me. She leans in, whispers just very quietly. Were you successful? Uh, perhaps we should discuss the security of the asset in private. I think that's a wonderful idea. And she said, and then she says more loudly, looking pointedly at Khan. Come, friends, let us leave. Let's go find somewhere more pleasant to have a chat. Oh, no, I, I think that we are fine right here chatting, Hannah. Hakan laughs. I agree. I like the way you think. You're kind of looking at Yolak like, mm, what do you so, think about this? So, guys, looking at the map, have you two, like, so you began kind of high up on the, the, the thing oh, to the north. Yeah. Do you want to have kind of wandered down closer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I kind of want to be at the edge of the zone, yep. but I don't really necessarily. I I'm very strategically not choosing like, like any kind of closeness to one or the other. I kind of want to triangulate the distance between them. So at this point, so I just moved some folks around. So uh, you guys are yeah. at the edge of the zone. Hannah has moved. She's kind of on this little dais with the lion statue. So she's kind of lead here. I'll switch you two too as well. So Mira is in the corner. Yeah. Right as she Yeah, that feels a little more. There we go. So the two of you are kind of having your little chat right at the corner. And is he still down here? He is. He see. So you notice that. So so now that you guys have moved further down, you can see that the cage absolutely has a pair of big lions that look really cranky, and they (laughs) are staring at everyone really like. Hungrily, and uh, uh, Hakan tosses another tiny little morsel, which they like fight over. So, so and it's no the cage, huh? and the cage <laughs> does seem like big enough that if um that uh, if I would I would be very careful walking in that zone because they clearly could reach outside of that cage. So, person, go into Hannah, that zone at your own risk. Hannah, I uh. We we did find out some very interesting information that the asset, which you claim to say was yours, was not actually yours, and it was not actually stolen. 
I think this city is full of liars and cheats. I've been your friend from the moment you arrived here. Or so you said. You've been very kind, very helpful, but maybe not very truthful. My dear, what does it actually matter? This is a very powerful asset. Our friend Yolak is an expert in these things. He told us all about this. She kind of looks at her, she's like, Looking around like, what? Huh? I don't know a Yolak. I know everybody. I, of course it is. It's the Grimalkin Eye. We all know how important it is. That was never part of our, that was never a, a factor in our, in our bargain, friend. I guess we can see why now we're having trouble deciding where it should go. Should it go to the temple? Should it go back into the river of sand? Should it stay with us? What should have happened to it? Can the river of sand take you to Kojima's house? Moreover, can you, Hakan? He, uh, he, he's chewing on the thing. Goes, <clears throat> Absolutely. We, uh, I sent my people on it today. We found it. How can we be sure that you found it? We need proof. If one of would one of you like to make a um a I would like to <laughs> make a what? Make a I, I'm thinking a clever check. Yeah, I would like to. Go for it. Yola. Oh <laughs> uh how about a zero? Oh. He's uh He's pretty, uh, he's pretty convincing. Mm. My mistress is, I must tell you, he does appear to be very confident and assured. Oh, no. Hakan Three. holds his fingers up to his mouth and whistles, and a whole bunch of kobolds come streaming down <laughs> this other street. Oh, no. And suddenly... Oh, he was wait. lying. Or maybe he's just lost patience with you guys. I mean, there is a thousand gold on his line. Okay, so... Uh, oh, that's a lot of kobolds. <laughs> a, a whole lot of kobolds just came running down with Hey, them. but we have a kobold. <clears throat> and I'd wager your kobold is probably much more impressive oh, yeah. than their his kobold. His kobold was lame. <laughs> we can take them. There are a bunch of them, but yes, you're, 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 you're not... Uh... So anyway, um, he, he comes out and he says, I finally goes, or... I could just kill you and take it anyway. I like that idea. And he rips off one last chunk of meat uh, off of his uh, his haunch and then just chucks it on the ground and uh, says, Boys, kill him. Kill them all. Now David comes with fireball. Oh, but as yeah. one procession, I have used my fireball. Oh, that would be. This would be the. You have one fireball? I mean, I could. I could use it for. Use once per session. Oh. That's your. That's your. No, it's a once per session limited that is thing. Hard rule. I am tapped out. That is. That Ooh. is a. That is the. <laughs> Okay, so I am going to 
cast a fantastic episodic turn okay, around. Okay, so let's let's uh let's kick off and kick off initiative. All right. Uh, no, no, you may not. <laughs> okay, so everyone do a roll with your fast, and whoever gets the highest then gets to go first, and then from there we'll we'll hit the in popcorn initiative. Two. Alright, four. Uh, Two on mine. Plus one. Alright. Eleanor first. does get to go first. Oh. Yes. So I quickly turn around and I start to cast. I start my, my hands, I'm kind of getting some little sparks going, like getting my fingers wiggling and trying to create a little something. Um I'm going to create an illusion on Yola. I'm going to make him look as if he grows into a dragon, like a dragon, because he's a dragon kind of kobold. Yeah, all kobolds, by the way, all kobolds in Midgard are reptilian dragon, dragon oh, type. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a, that, that's a definite, like, that's just what kobolds in okay. Midgard well, are. I'm going to make it appear that he is going to grow into... Hmm. A swolbold? Yes. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yes, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Awesome. And I'm going to be clever about yeah. this. Yeah, that's clever. Oh, oh never mind, Three. I thought I saw four pluses. Three. Three, okay. So that, that's a very standard, um, that's, that's easy. So, so you, um, <clears throat> create the, uh, so what, what do we call that? Intimidating swolebold? Yes. <laughs> I love it. And do I need to do this meta magic at all, or would I do that now? Um, you don't need to at all. You, there's, I don't know if there's any. Or push your limits. Oh, if you want, so push your limits. What push your limits does is lets you, um, either it lets you um, add one, uh, plus four to a single action when you need to do something like really powerful. Oh, I need to do that. No, this does not call for push your limits, or it lets you affect everything. Every target in a zone. Okay. So when you need to do something really big and fantastical, yeah. you can use push your limits. Cool. Cool. So I'm hoping that this is going to give him a couple of invokes. So he gets one. He gets one free invoke on that. And uh, depending on the cert, on how it's being used, you'll probably get heroic scale on that as well. So, sir, can you explain to me, like what, what it is one more time? Oh yes, so you have not you have the aspect uh intimidating swolebold. Um Okay. And you now look like a giant scary kobold that is like two, three times your normal size, like the size of an ogre. And um so now what that means is that you have a one free aspect or sorry, one free invoke on that that you can use. Um, if it makes sense on the action, like if you're doing something that might be where being intimidating or lar- or looking larger than you actually are, because you didn't actually change size. This is okay. pure illusion. So it could also mean that someone tries to swing at your head, but your head is actually four feet lower than it looks to be. Stuff like that. Okay. Then you could be like a sneaky attack. Oh, there's all, yeah, there's all, yeah. The, the, this is a highly distorting illusion. Okay. So, that is in place with one free invoke, and technically anyone can actually spend that invoke, not just him, depending on the circumstances. Okay. Um, then next, um, so it, the kobolds, Tenna, is Hakan doing stuff? Um, Hakan and his kobolds are a separate action turn. 
Okay. So there's so there's there's Emma, Hakan, his kobolds, and then your team. Okay. Let's let. And I will tell you that that the kobolds are in two gangs of two two mobs of four each. So okay. they're basically three enemies. Okay. Is Henna in the fight? Henna is in the action. You're not quite sure what she's going to do yet. Okay. Um, can we see what Henna... Well, you know, I think the kobolds would probably go next. That does seem like a very yeah, sensible... Yeah, Okay, so these guys are going to try and uh, run for it. You notice that they all seem to really want to stay out of the space that has the cage in it. Uh-huh. And uh, they are going to... Hey, you guys. Lions <laughs> or cats? I've been thinking about that. I'm wondering about the limitation of the Grimalkin Eyes Tower. Mm. In that we're up the sort of hierarchy of the kingdom of cats does it control. Oh, does yeah. it get less and less control because it go from like house cats to like ocelots to bobcats all the way up to lions or like is it just does it stop after domestication okay well if he lets them go i'm gonna totally try to control them i mean if they look hungry and they have a couple of cobalt snacks ahead of them and those True. guys are attacking us i am opposed to it True. morally i can justify it <laughs> All right, so the first group of kobolds moves down into the uh, space there. They, uh, the other group, they kind of, they looked like they were trying to move further, but they sort of got in each other's way. The other group, similarly, uh, can't really get any further. So they're kind of moving like in a big swarm. Okay, so both kobold groups go, and then they'll go ahead and uh, um, pass it over to Mira. I want to be able to utilize my land power because so yep. far i mean my focus and my love is plant support but i'm looking at a whole lot of like sandstone and like natural like clays that make up the bricks of these buildings and i would love to like either want to like try to i don't know if this is overreaching of my power but like tilt the ground like pinball so that they kind of have to shuffle their way and end up toward the cage or maybe like heat up the sandstone beneath their feet so that they have to like shuffle off from their current standing position so working in an area with that has been like works like like this had a lot of human development like this is going to be harder than normal yeah. but what you could what you're essentially trying to do is a magic equivalent of shoving someone from one zone to another. That in yes. and of itself is a very simple overcome maneuver. Um, yep. You're just doing it with magic, which is totally reasonable. Um, because you are doing this in a space that has been like highly man affected, because this place has all uh, this is the, the the city goes deep here. Like this isn't just basic earth beneath this area. Um, I'm going to say right. that, that the passive difficulty there is a four. Um, but they, uh, so it's hard to do, but it's possible. So if you still, if you don't, if you want to change your mind, you're welcome to, but that is something that like, if you were out in the, if you were out in like the forest or the desert, that would be 
much easier to do. What is the cage made out of? Metal? Metal. Or is, yeah, I mean, I figured lion cages kind of has to be. Um, is there, like, hay or some kind of, like, natural bedding, like wood chips or something in the base of their cage? I'll say sure. Now I'm really curious where you're gonna, what you're going to do with that. <laughs> sure. It has okay. a, they have, it has a layer of hay, uh, on the bottom. So what I really wanted to do, given that information, that, that, okay, this is what I originally thought I wanted to do, but I didn't think I had the opportunity or the resources. I want to transform those plants that make up that bedding that's already at the base of the cage into, like, grappling vines and have them like grow and reach out and grab the kobolds by the ankles and pull them toward the cage. <laughs> sure. That's a that's a that'll be just a normal the normal difficulty for mag passive ma difficulty for magic is two. Um and then the kobolds get to uh resist as well. So in this case, just to clarify, so there you uh, you have to beat the passive difficulty to avoid backlash. Also if the uh, if the kobold's own role is worse than two, they get to use the that 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 resistance of two for their okay. own resistance. And they're pretty lousy, so there's a good chance they're gonna want that passive difficulty. So am I rolling on focus because I really want this magic to happen, oh. or would this be clever because I'm using local resources? I feel like this is really calling for clever focus. A, you don't really have time in the, under the circumstances for focus. Um, and also, this is definitely, I don't know, this definitely seems clever more than anything. Okay. Alright. So I've got plus two, dice, dice, don't fail me now. Four! Ooh! Woo! Four on the All dice right. or four so, total? No, four total. Sorry, I got okay. two on the dice <clears throat> and plus two, so I'm up to plus four. Okay, so that is an, so that is an overcome, and, uh, so sure enough, um, uh, the suddenly the hay underneath the lions um, turns into grasping tendrils of like skinny little like vines of of like overgrown grass that whip out and because uh, the kobolds have kind of swarmed just outside of the reach of the lions and then uh, suddenly you grab uh, a group of them which is one of the mobs and uh, you pull their mob into the zone with the lions and they uh sure enough um when they enter the zone the lions get very um the lions get very uh angry and take a uh, take an attack at them uh actually tiffany would you like to do the honors and roll an attack at plus two so I'm not just I'm sitting not here rolling, rolling against my myself. Oh, am I rolling for the lion? You're rolling for the lion, because I don't oh, want to okay. sit here and roll against myself, because that's lame. Yeah, no, I am rolling for the lion. Okay, the kobolds rolled a three. Uh, I've got plus one on the dice. One on the dice, and the lions get plus two, so three. Okay, so the lion um doesn't hurt the kobolds, um, but will but it does get a boost. So we'll say the kobolds are are terrified. And that's the boost. Okay, so it needs to get used in the next round. Alright, so, uh, Mira, that is the end of your turn, I believe. Who would you like to nominate to go next? 
I know what Hakan is all about. I don't know what Henna is up to, and so I want to see what Henna would do before Yolak takes his turn. Okay. So Henna draws her sword. She has, she's carrying a very um, elegant little uh, rapier, almost more like a almost more like an epee. She t- kind of tucks her back against the wall using uh it, it kind of looks like she's making a show of standing with you um mira um she's using it looks like she's using the uh the lion statue next to her for cover, but she looks like she is ready for action, but she is not charging out of her location Hena, you have to understand there is a whole lot on the line here. And we had a whole conversation with Hakan that I would love to fill you in on later. But at the moment, we just need to know, can you get us to where we need to go and can you do it quickly? I lie about a great many things, my darling. I did not lie to you about Kojima, she winks at you. If we get out of this scrape, if you can help us, if you can help us out of this scrape, then... If if you're standing with us, then we'll stand with you. If you give me the eye, I will take you to Kojima's house. After this is all over, I don't have it, and I believe that Eleanor is a bit occupied at the moment, as we all are. Let's get clear, let's get safe, and then we can discuss who's getting uh, eyes of what kind. She nods. I like that plan very much. She will then pass the uh, initiative to uh, Hakan. And Hakan is also going to try to avoid running through the cave zone. He is going to try and run through more than one zone, if possible. Okay, yes. So he's able to run from here to here. And he actually comes charging at Henna. Mm. Since she is the closest here. And... uh, he is actually trying to trying to uh, uh, bite her with his. You, you, you notice now that he has really enormous jaws that are not just good for eating, you know, gluttonous amounts of food. They're also really scary when they're coming at you. <laughs> so um, he's he comes after uh, after Hema and um, makes a a very aggressive bite. However, because she was in a defensive stance um, against the statue. Uh, he is not able to actually hurt her, but he is, uh, but he, he, he definitely attempts. Okay, so now it's over to Yolak. Okay, so I am, uh, I appear extra large and scary looking. You do. Is that correct? Okay. I'm, I'm gonna try a thing. I would like to move into the cage area and open the cage. <gasps> All right. So, um, you have to be, uh, when you do, the lions are going to try and, uh, uh, try and attack you. Yeah. So I guess mechanically, how are we doing this? Is step one, go and open the thing and then defend and then do other stuff? Or is it just, I open the cage or how do you Um, want to handle that? So let's, uh, you know what? How about this? How about we just say that the, uh, the, the lions will actively, uh, instead of there just being a passive difficulty on the lock, the lions will actively oppose your attempt to open it. Basically, it's you trying to, um, you trying to deal with, uh, 
their hostility um, and still get the lock open. How does that sound? Okay. Yeah, sure. And if you fail, if you fail, you'll take that difference in, in shifts of damage. Okay, so um, is this a focus or a fast? This feels like fast to me because you are work you you uh, you do not get the opportunity to like really um, kind of breathe and 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 uh, hone in on what you're doing. This is a you just got to move. This is under pressure. Under pressure. Yeah, like- Ooh, ooh, the dice, the dice cooled way off. Ooh, so did mine though. Um, so I have a, I have a zero when all is said and done. I have a one. So <laughs> okay. yeah. Yes, this is a crappy lock, so we'll say it's good enough to open the cage, and the lions do not manage to claw your head off in the process. Um, <laughs> but they sure tried, and uh, so, so tell, tell us what that looks like when you are, um. Actually, you know what? Just to make things interesting, I'm gonna throw one of my GM fate points on this to make that harder oh, sweet. to uh, boost the lions um, up to a two, so that okay. they will in fact uh, chew on your face a little bit. Okay, so but do they? So, because he's big. So hold on, I, I've got a, I've got an idea. Okay. Um, I have a stunt called evasion, and so I'm defending with fast in this case. Correct. Um. You are technically not defending. You are doing a this. They're actively opposing your own thing. However, under the circumstances, I would let you use. I'll let you use evasion. Yeah, I guess the phrasing of evasion is if a dramatic dodge could help you, and I think that this might be the case where mm-hmm. there's a pretty dramatic dodge away from very sharp, pointy teeth. For sure. Yeah, I'll let you use evasion for this case. It's a once per. It's your. You're using your once per scene use of it. Cool. So I evade the angry cats, the angry kitties. Yes, you do. And I uh, so I hop in there. I uh, wiggle the lock very quickly, open the doors. The tigers, uh, or sorry, the lions jump out of the cage and uh, pounce in my direction. But they go sailing by me as I do a little uh, sort of Matrix style back, you know, backwards dodge, and it's very graceful. So the cage is unlocked, so they will um they will start moving actively into the uh into things. Mm, maybe they'll eat a bird. So you'll like as part of that, do you want to get out of the, the lion zone? Because you can move one zone as part of your invasion stunt. I I would like to end or one Hannah. square north of Hannah. Hannah, yeah. Right. I would like to end right there, please. That put you where you wanted to be? Yep. Uh at this point. That is the end of our first round. Everyone has gone. It is next round. You can pick anybody. You can pick anybody. Okay. Um, Including the lions now at this point, because they're in the fray? They are in the mix, yes. Actually, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, could, could I go into... Uh, I would like to be next to Hakan on his west side. Cool. No, you know what? I want to attack Hakan. So I, I'm going to hand it to myself again. All right. Classic, classic Yolak. <laughs> uh, I doubt I can do anything sneaky at this point. This is just nah. a straight up fighting him fast. Yep. Uh, and we're going to get a plus one. So that's a four. Uh, he is going to try and bat your stuff away with the, uh, the, the fleshy haunch of meat. 
<laughs> with Brutal. And he has a three. So I think you had a four. Said? I did. Okay. Um, he will take one stress. You get a light, uh, a, a light touch on him. Okay. So, uh, who do you choose? So now I pass it to Mistress Westergaard. <gasps> Mistress Westergaard. Perfect. Okay. So as all this is happening, <laughs> um, I quickly grab the Grimalkin eye. Mm-hmm. I put it on. Oh, this is happening. And I start to try to channel it. Okay. So you can just pay a fate point. Yes, I just want to pay a fate point. Okay. I want so it to work. You can dominate one of the lions. Yes. Probably the one that's closest to me. I sure. Think. That makes sense. Because I don't want it to eat me. Okay. So <laughs> the lion is now, uh, the lion is dominated by you. So as I stare into the eye, <clears throat> I start to feel the haze, and I feel the cat. And I try to think about the lion. I'm thinking about his big eyes and his big teeth. And it comes into focus. And now do I see as if I'm the lion? Sure. <gasps> so ride the lion, baby. I'm going to bite the kobold. So you are, so basically what this functionally means is that you can direct the lion's actions. Um, do if, I basically like roll for the lion? Yes, and uh, now, general rules for domination. You have an aspect on him if he wanted to try and uh, resist the compulsion to fight against you. If you, if what you're asking him to do is pretty in line with what he wants to do anyway, probably not going to fight you. Perfect. So, um, you can, as you're in his, his head, you can tell he's really, really hungry. He just really wants to eat something. Perfect. Would you like it to be his turn next? Yes. <laughs> I would. Okay. Who do you want the lion to go eat? Um, the kobold that is directly. So they're next. a whole mob. It's a whole mob of them. So it's don't worry about individual kobolds. Oh yes, well then the kobolds that are <clears throat> in easy reach. That's awesome. what I'd like to go after. Go for it. Ooh, that's a two. That's a four. Okay, the kobolds. He's going to eat the kobolds. What? So the kobolds. That was a very good roll for the kobolds. That was. The kobolds rolled very, very well. And that's all they get is a three. So I have a four. So they take, the the kobolds take damage. One of the kobolds totally gets eaten by the uh, the lion. It's a big old bite. There's blood spraying everywhere, I'm assuming. Sounds good to me. So now are the are the lions split up because they were rolling in unison and now is the one that Eleanor yes. controls and the one that is free separate? Yes, they are now separate beings. I was going to keep them working in unison, but since you went and did that, um, I'm going to all now separate them. So oh, okay. I they might just follow both of them. They might just follow uh-huh. each other. The other one's like, hey, that's a good idea. Maybe I should eat the kobold now. So since it was since you're controlling the lion, who's turn? You you can choose next person. Let, let's have let's have the other lion go. I All think right. he might have a good idea now. He just saw his friend get a snack. The lion, the other lion, really likes that idea too. Uh, do you want to roll for that lion while we're at it, just yes, for just for do. giggles? Yes. Um, 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 a one. Plus two. Uh, yes, three. Three. All right, kobolds. 
two on the, uh, two. So again, they take another, another kobold oh, disappears. Nice. Another kobold disappears. Come. Alright. Um, so. I do not think I'm giving this to Malk and I to anybody. You gotta go into it, that's The kobolds, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say kobolds go now. Um, they are, uh, attack the lion. Do you want to roll, uh, defend for the lion? Sure. Get a plus two? Sure. Alright. They get a plus one on this attack. Ooh. Oh, geez. So they get a zero when all is said and done. <laughs> Poor kobolds. F3. Yeah, no. So he, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't hurt the lion. Um, they will then, uh, pass it to Hakan, and Hakan is going to lay into, uh, Yola. And, uh, oh. And, uh. I guess Yola did it. I mean, I did stab him. Yeah. You, you, did, you did. A bit. <clears throat> a bit. And he's, go- he's going to just brutally try to just, r- you know, rip into you. We are his, not going to get any money. With his thing. <laughs> so, uh, Yola coming at you is a four. Ooh. Uh, can I defend with fast? Of course. Uh, that is a five. Woo. All right. So, uh, you you uh you win. Okay. Noted. So, uh, see, so he got a four. You got a five. That is correct. He is going to invoke his aspect. My two favorite things, meat and revenge. To, uh, <laughs> to, uh, give him a, an additional plus two to his roll, which gives him, uh, a, a one lead on you. Okay. Um. That is his personal. That's spending his personal favor. I, um, I would like to invoke my, Extra largeness. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. I appear extra large. You do. And so if I invoke that, then we tie. In fact, right? I, if you invoke that under uh, the way this is being, uh, you, I'll also give you heroic scale on that, which gives you an extra plus one. Mm-hmm. All right, pay that fate point. All right, and that is my last fate point. Okay. So, um, so you you win out on that. He tries to take a bite at your, your coming in underneath your throat, which is not there. And he's very confused. <laughs> okay, so Hakan will then pass it to, to the other group of kobolds, uh, who are going to try, uh, who are going to move. They are going to also swarm around Yolak and, uh, try to attack you. Um, and they get a, uh, plus two. So this is a, just a whole group of them yeah. coming at you. Yeah. And it's getting awfully crowded around the, uh, yeah. the statue yeah. and everything. For sure. So they get a three when all is said and done. Alright, fending with fast. Uh, f- oh man, four. Oh three wow. Plus, nice. Three plus one. Dude. Very nice. Fast, okay. fast is my stat. All right, cool. So uh, they they uh, they they don't do any uh, they they fail to do any successful uh, any harm to you. Okay, 
it is um, Mira's turn. Can I use my staff stunt for my like scene? Like the once per scene, I can do a ranged attack. Of course. Like not fireballs, like not you know super special yeah, attacks. More like a firebolt. Yeah. Just like a little little baby flame strike. Absolutely. Yes, that's what I want to do. That's what this is all about. Back to basics, shooting fire. <laughs> okay. Who are you shooting and fire? So at? up to one zone away. Mm-hmm. Which pretty much everyone is. Well, exactly. Um, which is why this is going to work, guys. Um, my problem is I'm not usually like this is going to be where I'm going to level up. Is I'm not super brutal. My brutal is zero. So I think I might, given all this fighting I've been doing, I'm probably going to level up later. But for now, my brutal is zero, and I'm going to flame strike the cobalt group surrounding mm-hmm. um, surrounding uh, Yolak and sure. at, at all. All right, so I have zero in my brutal stat, but I roll <laughs> negative three on the dice. Oh, okay. So they I rolled a set myself on fire, evidently. So they rolled a one, um, which is all they get. So, um, so do you want to invoke something to re-roll that? I mean, I almost want to say like that was a stunt, but like my gear aspect. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You have an aspect, the staff. Of, you can just invoke that staff aspect. Yeah, like, I'm just you... get, like I'm better at it than this. Like yeah. I'm better at <laughs> using my staff than just. Yeah. Backfiring. Absolutely. Okay. I am re-rolling. Do it. Spend the fate point. Ugh. That's not better. Oh, that's no. Minus one. Ugh. Well, it Ugh. at least makes it not be a succeed with style on their defense, which would have given them a boost. Okay. So, you at least didn't do that. So, I, uh, Henna is the only one that has not gone yet. Henna is going to try and stab Hakan. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, she's not very good at it, and um, he bats it away. Oh, it's no. pretty ineffectual. Fighting doesn't seem to be her 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 stick. So. But knowing that, and she went for the attack anyway. She tried. She tried. That's good. So, um, so we'll go ahead and uh, she will uh, pass it to Yolak. Kind of just want to ask Hakan if he wants to give up. <laughs> the, he doesn't seem like he's in a surrendering mode right now. Um, that might change, but as right. of the moment, Did you see those lions eating his kobolds. Yeah, I want to stab him again. Go for it. With uh, with my stiletto. Okay, got a four. Oh, guys, you just rolled a negative four on the dice. Ooh. That puts him at a negative one when all is said and done. And what did you get on? What did you I get? got a four. Okay, he is spending. I'm spending a fate point on him. Uh, I'm going to use his aspect, household of kobold slaves. Um, his uh, his co- <laughs> one of his kobolds totally gets in in the way. Makes a noble sacrifice. Oh, <laughs> wow. So. Does that mean I succeed with style? Or no, so he's re, he's re-rolling. Um, oh, okay. He's re-rolling his terrible, terrible roll. 
Um, Does that mean we get rid of the kobold because it sacrifices? It it's not actually it's not actually going to remove a thing, but the sac but the the kobold throws itself trying to uh, be it basically leaps in front of things and causes a complication. He still is going to lose. He ends up with a two when all is said and done. You had a four, you said. Add a four. That is correct. Okay. So yes, he t- so he will take two stress instead of the like what I think five stress it was going to be. That would have been awful. Um, what what does it take to succeed with style? Three or more. You have to or you succeed by three. Um, note that when it's an attack, you have to reduce your damage by one to get the boost. It's a specific thing when you're succeeding with style on an attack. Okay. For every other thing, you know, you usually for an overcome you get a boost for. Creative yeah. damage, you okay. get another invoke, etc., etc. Um, okay, well, I think that's <laughs> all I can do. So do I pass it now? Yep, pass it to who? Hakan. He's going to try and take the, the momentum as you stab into him. He's going to try and take your momentum and uh, send you over to the lions. So he's going to make an Ooh. overcome roll. And uh, this is going to be using his clever... And it's going to use his, uh, he's going to use his once perceived superiority cunning stunt to give him a plus one to this, uh, to this action. So it'll give him a, it's a plus three when all is said and done. Now I'll roll, uh, uh, two. Two coming at you. Am I defending with fast? Quick dodge? Probably. Uh, that's a five. Yeah, you succeed. So he is not able to toss you into the next, uh, into the next, um. Nobody zone. tosses a kobold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Hakan will then pass, uh, to the, the other two kobolds, um, or the, the, the little mob of two kobolds, and they're going to try and, uh, attack the, the one lion. Um, Aaron, do you want to defend for the, the second lion here? Sure. So it's a, you get a plus two. Uh, they have a zero. Ah. Ooh, we oh. have a zero. All right, so the kobolds get a. Uh, they don't do any damage, but they get a. They get a boost. Um, we'll say the boost is that the lion is distracted. Okay. That makes um, sense. And and uh, how about then we pass it to the lions? So how about you control? You go ahead and control the one that you're dominating. I think I wanted to attack the con. Ooh. Negative, Ooh. negative one for the lion, and four for Hakan. So Hakan oh, no. will have a succeed with style. No. Um, oh, I've only got one fate point left. Should I use it? Absolutely. I mean, these lions are gonna bite it. Uh, it's not gonna hurt the lion. Oh. It's just gonna give Hakan a boost. Let's go and have the other lion. Uh, the other lion go. I feel like the other lion would probably attack. The kobold, because it's distracted with them. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you want to roll for the lion? Yeah. Oh, well, that did very well. That did. That's lion a has a four. Um, and the kobolds have a zero, so negative one on the dice. Um, uh, so they're gonna, they'll spend their boost of the lion being distracted. Um, so the two of them basically scuffle around and not a whole lot comes of it. Shall we pass it to, uh, I, th- I feel like it makes sense to pass it to you, Eleanor. 
looking at my turn because I'm Nope, so no, no, you basically set the line on a path, and as long as you keep the line on that path, you don't have to spend your turn. Oh, doing that, so I yeah. can do other things? If he wants to start, uh, if he starts, like, trying to resist you, or do, wants to do something you don't want him to do, but right now, he's pretty happy on the path you're sending him on, so he's just going to follow the lead. That could change. Yeah, can I control multiple cats? No, it is one. It's one dominant <laughs> target. Do I need to do any extra things with the with Yolak? Um, uh, it would not. It, he is out of free invokes on that, so putting invokes, giving him stuff on there would be. Here, let's do another invoke. <clears throat> Sweet. Go for it. This is just passive. Um, five. That's a succeed with style. Um, there are two free invokes on that illusion, Yola. Wow. Woo. Lovely. <laughs> he gets, somehow he gets bigger and meaner looking. Yeah. So huge. <laughs> Hopefully all the school will be like, we must take him down. <laughs> okay, so then we pass it to Mira. I am thinking about what I have on me. And I I think it would probably be a safe assumption that one of the things that is in my sort of herbalist pouch of supplies and this sort of um, standard inventory um, of the sort of traveling and well-being is um, like a sleeping powder, like a an herbal kind of soothing and like a mixture that I could make into a tea or uh, you know a rub of some kind that has sedative properties so are you trying do you want to make an attack or do you want to make a create an advantage that will set someone else up for the you know for the the win uh, I want to ensure success I'm gonna create the advantage okay so shall we say um, create advantage uh, clever plus clever with an additional plus two Sure. Cool. Sounds good. Alright, so my clever is two, and I've got minus one on the dice, so one. Plus two, that puts me to three. Okay. Um, this is not something he's going to be good to defend with, so he's just rolling straight on the dice. So he gets a zero. So what what did you have? Three. Three. So that's a succeed with style. So he is drowsy with two invokes. So you poof this dust at him and he is he is reeling and trying really, really hard to to uh stay stay with it. It is really having an effect on him. And all of you can see. So what is the aspect that's created? A drowsy with two invokes. Okay. So now I believe Henna's the last one. Okay, Henna is going to take a stab at um actually I'm gonna say that in the in this swirl of things that um it uh as as things are swirling around in the zone that she's gonna attack the kobolds. She only has a plus one. Uh, and you want to just roll straight dice for me? One. All right. 
So uh, she ties. Kobolds don't get uh, so kobolds don't get damaged, but they are focused on Hannah. They're distracted with Hannah. Okay, so uh, that that's the whole turn. So we'll go ahead and pass it to uh, Yolak. Let's pass it to you again to start us off. Okay, I attack him with my dagger. Go for it. Um. And, oh, bummer. Okay. We got us a two here. Ooh. He has him a six. Ooh, hey. no! <laughs> so that's a succeed with style unless you want to change things. Yeah, okay. I would like very much to re-roll. Uh, so that's my last fate point. And what aspect are you invoking? Uh, yeah, so this is, this, this is, um, I have an asp, a weapon aspect, my Marathi stiletto, um, and I'm imagining that I'm doing sort of a Arya Stark type maneuver, where I, uh, I go for the stab up top, drop it, and then go for the stab down low. I love it. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so that puts me up to a five. Nice. Okay. So I'm still not there. But you do but have you a... invoke, he's drowsy, <clears throat> so that's plus two. He's drowsy and I am big. Yeah, you've got a whole stack of invokes you could like. <laughs> so there, there are there are four invokes on oh, the table. But I don't know, can I can I invoke drowsy twice and big twice? Uh yes, you can actually. I do and that. I think you could even make an argument that because he's drowsy that um. Your... Oh, and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. I gain plus one attack with fast oh, yes. fighting style. So that's going to be, let's see, that's a three plus two, so that's <laughs> my five, which didn't make it. Plus one is six, that's a tie, plus four is ten. Okay. Oh, God. So he has to take four stress. That is his moderate consequence. He is, um,. What 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 is some lasting damage that we should uh, that you'd like to do to him? So I'm imagining that uh, again, just based on how this maneuver was kind of pulled, that I have stabbed him like in in some very sensitive gut parts. Okay. So like we're maybe not <laughs> maybe not kidneys, but perhaps liver. How about so, like, no meat for you? Yes. Nice. <laughs> he has to eat liquid so he has to eat a liquid diet for a while yes oh that's perfect <laughs> take away that which was most precious to him <laughs> all right he uh he goes reeling backwards and is and lets out a a a uh a pained yelp that sounds like a bunch of angry hornets being shaken in a tin can which i can't do right now because my voice is thrashed and at that point he is going to uh he is going to concede him and all of his kobolds um, are get to get to leave on their turns, and you guys get to uh, you guys get the victory. The lions. The lions are still there is a, situation a lion that you need to deal with, but well, Hakan and his kobolds <laughs> are no longer in the picture. Can I use the Grimalkan eye to try to get the lions to go back into the cage, or do we want them to go into the cage? Maybe we want to. Send them back to the temple. 
presumably, this is the, the square of the lines. Presumably, they're kept here, like for a purpose. Oh, oh, they're not hakans. They no, are. they are not hakans. This is they are they are part of the 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 decor. Uh, they're part of the decor. If you will. Oh, ambiance. Um, and I don't know if he likes that. I don't know if he cares. Well, yeah, not loving the captivity, but if it's kind of their, like, more like a crate, <laughs> like their crate trained lions, <laughs> maybe they'd be happy to go back in there as long as they were fed. Um, you know, it might be nice if, um, there was a little catnip in that cage. It might be a little easier for them to go in. Do I have any left? Is there any chance I've got any left over? Would you grant me that? If you pay a fate point, sure. Oh, I don't know if it's worth Maybe, Maybe see if I can get them to go in. It's definitely worth it. The DM told us we were leveling up after this. That's true, <laughs> but she still has a turn. So, yeah, see, I, I will spend the fate point to boost you with catnip if the uh, mind control doesn't work. So... The uh, the lion that you're dominating does not want to go back into the cage, so he will actively mm. oppose. Okay. You trying to so what do you so, so I, I got a three. I feel like for this I think you probably need to use bold or focus. Oh. Because this is a test of wills. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Can I re-roll? Uh, bold. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Real that. Um, okay, so that's a one. Okay. He's rolling uh Gives him a two. Oh, so no. the lion resists your order, and in fact, on his turn, he's okay, now. Okay, I'm using my fate point reroll. Oh, okay, go for it. Oh, um, dice. And you, uh, I, what aspect are you invoking? I am invoking fantastical facades. I want to make the cage look like a cozy little di- lion den. So oh, he wants to go thing. into to rest. He's just had a big meal. So I'm gonna say that that's, re- that's rather than creating an actual illusion, you're so adept at creating images that you well, you're, just, like, in, you're mind. yeah exactly you're putting yeah I'm good with that go for it. That's not easy, that easy. No. Uh, dang it. The one again. No. Yeah, he does not like your your uh, your suggestion. And in fact, on his own turn, he is now going to, um, he's going to try and, uh, take a bite out of Hema, who is the no, next person no, in front no. of him. So, however, um, in addition to Hema dodging, um, you can actively oppose. I'm, yeah, I'm like in his head. Yeah, you are in his head. You get to actively oppose. Okay. So he is going to attack Hema with a two. Um, so that's a four against Hannah. Oh, she will defend uh, with a. She defends with a two, so she she's gonna get hurt unless you can actively oppose and beat his four. Okay, so I've got two on the dice, and then what am I up with? Is it bold? Bold or focus? Okay, so three. Okay, so he is um gonna that. He's going to hurt Hena. Um, he is? What did he get? Four. Oh. Yeah. So unless... Um, is there any way we can assist if we have zero fate points? Um, uh, Tiffany has a fate point. I have one. It's the only fate point between us. She, so she will take one. She's going to take one stress. She's trying as to make the, the lion sleepy. At eight. 
So, um, that's the next move. So in that case, how about we pass it to Mira? Yes. Okay. Uh, not to be uncreative, but I've had mixed success with catnip in the past, and I, <laughs> I definitely think <laughs> um, maybe knocking these guys out and putting them to sleep would be uh, would be better off. So I think I'm going to try that move again. Now that you so you've used the you've used the stunt. Um, I'm going to say you can still keep doing it, but you don't get the plus two bonus. Right. I'm yeah, just going to use still my, do um, the, my still do the herbalist uh, for my aspect. Yep, go for it. Okay, and so since that is sort of my area of expertise, that would be clever? Yeah, I think clever is okay. what we did on it before. All right, so I start with a plus two. And I'm going to roll... Zero on the dice, so it's just two. Um, same with them. So they are. Um, it's not an aspect you just get, but it is a boost that you get. Okay. So they are rather than drowsy, they are um, mellowed. Mellowed. I like that. Okay. All right, and it's just the one. It's the one. I'm assuming the one that was going after Hannah. Yes. Okay. All right, cool. Um, who do you want to pass it to? Henna. Ah, okay. Defend um, yourself. Yeah, Henna's gonna go into. Um, she's gonna try and like run over this way. So she's uh, the lion is going to uh, actively oppose her, trying to get away. Um, Where is she running to? She wants to run down to here. Just to, the, oh, okay. to basically getting out of the line of things. So she gets a two, the lion gets a three, but she's going to use your boost. And she's able to get away from the, get away from the lion. Um, and she's going to pass it to Yolak, yes. Presumably when we, um, when, when we were fighting, um, Hakan. Uh, Hakan, thank you. When we were fighting Hakan, you said his main weapon was a haunch of meat. Yeah. Um, when he laid down arms and surrendered, did he leave the haunch of meat? You know, that seems entirely reasonable. Let's say he did. Uh, I I lock eyes with the lion who's engaged in sort of a mental battle yep. with, um, uh, with Eleanor. And I say, uh, I, I just stare straight at it and and say hear me friend i know what you're looking for we all have something precious you know and i hold out the big haunch of meat uh and i'm trying to um coax him back into the cage using focus do you want to like toss it into the cage yes okay that sounds good i'm 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 good with this And that's just going to be a two. Big twoser. All right. He's a zero. So he is right. going to, uh, we'll, we'll call that an overcome. And uh, he's going to follow that. And he's moved. He's going to follow that into the cage. That aligns perfectly Yay! with what he's inclined to go for. Okay. Only so, one wild lion left. And uh, that, actually, that lion hasn't actually acted. That lion is actually going to go running down the street after Hakan's kobolds. Nice. That's fine. Free snacks. 
So uh, let's move it to Eleanor. You want to shut the shut the uh, shut. Oh shut yeah, the yes. All right. I run up and shut shut the gate. Sweet. The cage. The lion is in the cage. You do not get munched. You can jump out of the way. And the other lion is free. Do you guys want to deal with that as a non-combat thing, or do you just want to let it be and let the city deal with it? I say we let the city deal with it. There's enough enough feline-related interactions happening in this town. As long as he's running after the bad guys, we're not too worried about it. Cool. All right, so congratulations. You have have triumphed. Um, Yay! Yay! Henna kind of comes forward from her little alleyway um, and uh, sheets her sword. You were magnificent, darlings. You were magnificent. Mwah! You held your own there for quite some time. I'm I'm pretty impressed. I, I saw you uh, strike a pretty formidable blow at Hatan there for a moment. She she shrugs modestly. If we get some free time in our downtime, perhaps this evening or wherever we find some time, perhaps we could... Uh, Maybe do some practice rounds with that sword of yours. We may need to um, hone those skills in the future, depending on uh, what scraps we may find ourselves in. I'm quietly putting the Grimalkanai back in its little pocket. I don't want Henry to see it. Well, she saw you use it. Well, yeah. But, yeah, fair, fair. So, shall we get on with our business? I, I believe so. I would... I would love to hear more about, now that we have upheld our end of the bargain, um, we need assurances and we would love to know what you know about Kojima on our way there. Sounds good. Let me, let me lead you. She will take you, uh, lead you deep into the district of the cat. It takes a little while to get to, uh, cause it's a big rat's nest of little alleyways, um, and you are in, she takes you to a, a, a small little, uh, apartment, uh, space, and, uh, this is the house of Kojima. Along the way, she, she retold her understanding of the legend, um, which aligned pretty well with the outside of what you had known, except for she, when she discovered she was pregnant, she, she, quit the uh, the caravan that she was with and uh, the child was born here in Pervastet and she uh, married a local man and they raised a family together had other children um, and uh, but she she kept searching for ways to get back to the to the oasis one day she finally did but then she when she met her her past love, she realized that true love was with the family she invested her life with, and she said goodbye and came back to finish her life with her family. And this is where she raised that family. 